In the name of Jesus, amen. King David didn't always get it right. He was only still a boy when he was anointed to be king by the prophet Samuel. David would go on to become the greatest of the kings of Israel, a leader God provided for his people to take the place of Saul. He was elevated to fame by defeating a giant Philistine with only a sling and a stone. He would go on to win many military victories. He was even crafty enough to feign madness when needing to escape from the king of Gath. But David was also a musician and a poet, skilled with both the lyre and the lyric. Many of the Psalms which we have in the Bible were written by David, including the one that we spoke together earlier in this service. Take a look at David's Psalms and you will see a window into the man who knew struggles in his life. He had struggles with his enemies, with his own weaknesses, even with his children. Like you, like me, King David was a human being. God blessed David with victory after victory, with wealth, with power, with wife and family. But still, David did stray. He turned his own way. At one point, David even had a man murdered so that he could take his wife. He chose to follow that which he thought would give him pleasure and satisfaction, happiness in life, even though he already had more than most men could dream. So God sent the prophet Nathan to David to confront him with his sin, to call him out for what he'd done. And it crushed David when he realized the depth of his sin and his willful blindness. And David then had a choice to continue in the way that he had been going or to confess his sin before his God and repent of it. Looking to David's own words in Psalm 32, you can get a sense of how he might have felt. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. David chose the path of confession. Crossroads keep coming at you as you journey along through life. Each one marks an opportunity to make a choice on the path which you will follow, one which will some, sometimes seem more important than the rest. And at times, those crossroads come with tension when you are torn between those options put before you. Each one of them represents a different future. What does your heart tell you? or your head? Which one is the right one? Which way would God have you go? Well, as we observe Ash Wednesday, we enter into the season of Lent. We receive these ashes on our foreheads as a reminder of both our mortality and our sin. Lent is a, a penitential season, a season of confession, a season 
of repentance, a season and a time for seeking God's forgiveness for our sin. Sin is a problem for each of us, whether we are a king or a beggar. There's a phrase, garbage in, garbage out, that applies to everything from computer science to nutrition and really to life in general. It's a reminder that when you pour bad input into a system that you have no reason to expect good things coming out on the other end. Sin is the ultimate bad input. It pours in all those times that we disregard God's guidance for life and choose to follow another path, whatever path we might think is right in our own eyes. We sin. We need it gone. We need to confess and repent, seeking God's forgiveness. In the Small Called Articles, a document which is oftentimes regarded as Martin Luther's last will and testament of faith, Luther wrote about confession and repentance. This is what true repentance means. Here a person needs to hear something like this. You are of no account whether you are obvious sinners or saints in your own opinions. You have to become different from what you are now. You have to act differently than you are now acting, whether you are as great, wise, powerful, and holy as you can be. Here, no one is godly. But to this office of the law, the New Testament immediately adds the consoling promise of grace through the gospel. This must be believed. As Christ declares, repent and believe in the gospel. That is, become different. Act differently and believe my promise. John the Baptist preceding Christ is called a preacher of repentance, but this is for the forgiveness of sins. That is, John was to accuse all and convict them of being sinners. This is so that they can know what they are before God and acknowledge that they are lost, so they can be prepared for the Lord to receive grace and to expect and accept from him the forgiveness of sins. This is what Christ himself says. Repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in my name to all nations. King David wrote Psalm 51 as a confession of his sin after Nathan came and confronted him. But it has become a cry of confession for the whole church to use throughout the ages. As we join in praying this psalm, we, like David, come before God confessing our sin and seeking his mercy and his forgiveness. Look at the psalms, please. See what we're asking God to do for us. Pay special attention to the verbs of those requests. Have mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly. Cleanse me. Purge me. Wash me. Let me hear joy and gladness and rejoice. Do not look upon my sins. Completely remove them from your records. Create a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away. Restore, uphold, deliver me. Open my lips. From start to finish, Psalm 51 is a way of saying to God, I have sinned. B 
Be gracious to me, O God. We're at the crossroads of Ash Wednesday. Going forward from this day, look ahead to the cross and the empty tomb by which God answers our confession and our plea for forgiveness, even as he did for King David. As human beings who have sinned and who need that sin gone, join with me now in praying Psalm 51. Turn back in your bulletins to those opening verses. And let us pray the words of King David, our words of confession, together. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness. and your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions. My sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And so you are justified when you speak and upright in your judgment. Indeed, I have been wicked from my birth, a sinner from my mother's womb. For you look for truth deep within me and will make me understand wisdom secretly. Purge me from my sin and I shall be pure. Wash me and I shall be clean indeed. Make me hear of joy and gladness, that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Give me the joy of your saving help again and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. I shall teach your ways to the wicked, and sinners shall return to you. Deliver me from death, O God, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness, O God of my salvation. Open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Had you desired it, I would have offered sacrifice, but you take no delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Amen.